Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, we are now joined by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Kevin, I got a couple callers waiting, so uh, you get to play uh, radio host with Rick and I for the next couple of minutes till we get called up. How about Junior? Junior, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? How are you? You guys. Maybe I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to hang up. I wanted to do a lot of this transfer. got to do with what happened with Slusher and them getting put, um, with the police officer and Sam Pittman. And Sam Pittman didn't come out, like, defending them, you know, when he found out that it was wrong on the police's end. And they feel like, okay, man, you're supposed to be our coach. You're supposed to be in front. Since you guys got the news, why you didn't come out and really just say, speak up and say something need to be done with them police officer that, you know, that it was wrong. Because Trey came out, Trey Diddy came out and said it was wrong. He's about the only one I heard that said that it was wrong. I'm going to hang up and listen and see what y'all got to say about it. Am I behind I say, times? Yeah, I, no, I, I would say he's talking about when Slusher got arrested. Yeah, no, I know that, but I didn't realize supposedly, that they, well, Slusher's, that they Slusher's attorney the players. They didn't, uh, but Slusher's attorney said he was innocent. Slusher thought he was innocent. And um, the thing about it is, if you're a if you're a football coach, you're not gonna you're not gonna go say negative things about a policeman, no matter what. And the the thing that Sam Pittman did was he reinstated him. Uh, and I think that's that said the statement enough was that he reinstated him. He only missed one game. If Pittman had thought he was guilty. He might not have played the rest of the year. So uh, we can say what we want, and you can like the police or not like the police. <laughs> but Certainly, we have great respect for the police. They're not perfect by any means. But no head football coach, who probably deals with the police more than you and I will ever realize uh, when players get in trouble sometimes, and we never see it in the newspaper and never know about it, they're not going to come out publicly and say the policeman was wrong. They're just not going to do it. So if that caused Miles Lusher to leave, so be it. Let's talk with uh, Savage. Savage, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Come on, fellas. You're doing all right? What's up, buddy? You bet. How are you? I'm oh, doing good. You know, Rick, Randy, uh, who, you know, what has this program got to fail? You know, Randy, you said something that kind of resonated with me two weeks ago. When he said the coaches got to literally got to recruit the scout team, not the starters, not the second string, all the way down the scout team. He's got to keep these kids in place. That's right. People are talking about Jalen Cantillon. You know, he's talking about leaving. The kid was labeled an All-American, but he hasn't played. So if he wants to step aside and find another place, he thinks it's better. Cause Rick, what is still in this program right now? We don't have a D.C. What is What could people possibly tell these kids to get him to stay? What's the – What's exciting about the future? Besides this bowl game, next year, what's exciting? You know, we hired a, a strength coach. I mean, what's he selling to these kids? Well, you can come start right now because we don't have any starters because they all left. What, what is he telling these kids coming in? Well, first of all, Savage, he's telling anybody that plays offense, a, a specialty, say if you're a receiver, you got a quarterback coming back that's really, really good. Uh, you, you, of course, you don't need to sign too many running backs. They've only signed one. But what you tell him is all but, all but two of the offensive linemen are coming back, and there's a whole lot behind those guys. 
If you're on right. defense, you know, you're, you're going to hire a defensive coordinator at some point, but you're going to say, you know, hey, you're playing in the SEC, and I think that's still one of the biggest selling points that Arkansas has overall, but 13 other schools is you're playing in the SEC. Uh, Arkansas right. is a great school. Uh, postgraduate opportunities if you do stay at Arkansas. And you can talk to player after player after player, including Marcus Elliott on our show. will tell you the benefit of having played at Arkansas and what that means to your career when you're finished here. So there's, there's just a lot of things. Great school, great great place to live. Um, you know, there have been athletes that uh, you think of Traylon Burks. He loved fishing. Well, there's a whole lot of places to fish in northwest Arkansas. <laughs> So you just have to appeal to whatever uh, they like. Now, if you're talking about recruiting the scout team, that's the hard one. Is in this day of instant gratification, you got to tell, you got to explain to these guys. Look, you've had a year in the system now, or you've had two years in the system. Uh, you now know our system. You're going to get a much better chance to play because you know our system. That's that's what Absolutely. you got to do. So my 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 whole point about this, Arkansas shouldn't have to sell itself. You either want to play in the SEC, stop begging these players to stay. If they want to play for Arkansas, play for them. If a kid wants to leave, let him leave. You know, everybody's up in arms about Jaden Catalan. Man, if you want to leave, don't beg these players to stay. No, there's, I agree. There's other players that want to play for this university. Yeah. Get the right ones in there. That's correct. And who, who's, who's, on the, who's on the horizon? Who, 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 who we got coming in? I'm going to – Stop beating this dead horse and get off here. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> Thank you, you're savage. Yo, Kevin. Hello? Yeah, yeah. Kevin, he just asked. He asked who's who's about to come into the program and make it even better in the future. Uh, although it's going to be hard, well, hard, hard, hard to match the talent that came in this year, but there's talent coming, right? Yeah, you had two five-star signings in the early period. Dave Fall, who I just reported on today, Looked at a stretch of four games in about a week span that he played in, you know, with putting up consistent double-figure scoring and rebounding numbers. That's what you expect from this young man, national top 15 five-star, 6'11", forward center, accelerated sports in Denver. Um, you know, again, he was the, you know, he made his announcement and signing during the early period. It all was hap- it happened at the same ceremony. And a few days later, I get to see him play in person in Fort Smith uh, in that that showcase event on a Saturday, I think it was 10 teams in five games. So got to lay eyes on him as a player. I've seen him play in person before, even going back to his freshman year. And then you're talking about Layden Blocker, the five-star from the Little Rock area who plays at Sunrise Christian Academy, also class of 2023, also signed early. Now, he committed in June a few weeks after his official visit to Arkansas. But a 6'3-point guard, explosive. Both players get end-to-end about his – they're probably elite getting from A to B, one end of the court to the other when you talk about, you know, direct line speed and then athleticism to finish. So, you know, if Arkansas wants to play fast-paced basketball, you know, really under Mossman they can play any style, but those two are geared to get in in transition and really put on a show, and they've talked about that. They look forward to playing with each other, so playing together at Arkansas. So these are two five-stars that are already signed. This is going to be relative to last year where Arkansas had a six-player high school recruiting class this will be a smaller high school class. That's not to say there can't be a surprise come down the line from that 2023 class, but I really think Arkansas is going to focus on the portal in the spring. Uh, but look, today, two offers went out to 2024 high-level guys, both five-stars, national recruits, 
Mm-hmm. Arkansas has been on for a while in terms of interest. Both have expressed interest in visiting Arkansas, but Arkansas formally put out offers today, I think, while they were on their bus ride from Fayetteville to Little Rock. <laughs> it happened around 1230. Wow. Uh, and Arkansas was on the road, and they were getting to, to uh, North Little Rock to practice, you know, checking their hotel downtown Little Rock and practice at, at uh, Simmons Bank Arena today. And phone calls went out to a couple of five stars. We're going to start with Isaiah don't know how to pronounce his last name. I'm going to spell it E-L-O-H-I-M at Sierra Canyon in California, 6'5 guard, the number 12 player in the country. And this young man had planned on taking an unofficial visit for the Alabama football game on October 1st, but those plans fell through. He did pick up a Razorback offer today. He did tell me he 100% is going to plan on visiting the Razorbacks in the future, but he does not have a date set. Uh, But when I... I mean, when I reached out to him, I guess he had just gotten his offer about five minutes prior. He said he was still in shock when I asked for his reaction. Um, and then Liam McNeely, a six-seven small forward wing from Austin, Texas, who's at Montbert Academy in Florida. We know that's where Moses Moody played his high school basketball his last two years. He also got an offer today, national top 20. This guy at six-seven is one of the elite three-point shooters in the country at 50%, uh, and he shoots in volume. Uh, so over 50% right now in his junior season wow. at Montverde. But he's a guy that can also create and get in the mid-range. And he's a good enough ball handler, and his IQ is really high. So he also can facilitate as a big, small forward wing. So size-wise, you know, he'll probably remind uh, Razorback fans of, a, of, of Anthony Black in that term. Now, he's not a natural point guard, but similar frame and size and can do multiple things on the court. So both of these young men. Like I said, they're both five stars. Arkansas has been out to see them during spring and summer. They've been out to see them at their schools. They've been recruiting them for a while. Today, the offers officially went out. Hmm. Why today? Just out of curiosity, why today? Well, I mean, you got a bus ride. Normally, the team doesn't travel that way. What is that? Two and a half hours? I mean, yeah, that's normal right. time. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm bored. I'm, gonna send out some, I'm just going to send out some offers. I actually wrote bored. that in my lead in my, my recruiting article. You're saying, look, why make it idle time? Why not make the most of it? So that's what they did. Okay. I was just curious because I was thinking, I mean, you could have done it any time over the last week, but uh, why today? Okay, you've answered that now. Uh, I, you, you never know what moves this coaching staff. I just know they're busy all the time. Look, Arkansas is going to have a couple of recruits, in-state guys, in tomorrow. I was in this facility uh, at Simmons Bank Arena yesterday promote for the King Cotton Holiday Classic press conference. Jashawn Hayes at Whitehall, that's one of the host schools for the King Cotton. 6'5", 6'6", combo guard. He's already got four 40-point games, class of 2025. He attended He's Arkansas's hot. elite camp. Guys? Well, yes, Randy Kevin. Said, yeah, Randy said he was hot. he's hot. No, I, he's hot right now. That's yeah. what I said. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I thought we got disconnected. I didn't hear anything. No. Uh, at, at any rate, four 40-point games had a really strong showing at one of the standouts at Arkansas's elite camp a few months ago. He'll be attending the game, uh, the Arkansas-Bradley game, uh, here at Simmons Bank Arena uh, on Saturday, as will K. Hunter Botang, the five-star national top 13, Little Rock Central, had a double-double last night, 19 and 10 points at the Hoopal South event at Bentonville High School. They beat it, the number two ranked team Kevin, in North Carolina. Kevin, hang on. we got to take a break. Hang on. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Now, Kevin, we kind of ran you into the break a moment ago. You were talking about uh, you went to the King Cotton 
uh, press conference at Simmons, and apparently there's going to be several visitors tomorrow, including the highly sought-after Honor Botang, and then you mentioned the hot shooting, red-hot young man uh, from down at Whitehall. Any others that you're expecting tomorrow? Yeah, well, I wanted to wrap up on both things. He did have a double-double. His team won in Bentonville yesterday. They should be playing right now. It's the second game, two to, you know, back-to-back days in Bentonville. Then they'll be, be back. He'll be attending. And his teammate at Central, Luke Moore, class of 2025, a guard. Now, he had 10 points and six assists in that win last night. And he's also been invited. So, I I just got that message while I was on the, on the break. I need to find out if he plans on attending. I know that he's been invited. He's a young man that's picking up Division One interest, Luke Moore. And both of those young men play together uh, for the Arkansas Hawks spring and summer team, the Arkansas-based Arkansas Hawks uh, that play on the Adidas 3SSB circuit. Very good. Uh, special, I've heard Nick Smith talk about it. Uh, I'm sure... If you talk to Joseph Pinion, if you talk to uh, Devo Davis, you name Barry and Ford, they all are extremely excited about coming home and playing at uh, Simmons Arena tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, you know, this is really a special thing, I think, every year, Randy. I grew up in Little Rock and grew up around a time when they played at Barton Coliseum. They played more games through the year each season in, in central Arkansas. And we know what it, what the reality is now. And when you get this opportunity, there's no TV or live stream. I know a lot of fans around the state and other places are disappointed in that. But the fans that normally wouldn't get to go to games will pack this place. It has a different kind of energy. If you don't believe me, ask Eric Mosman, who has no skin in the game. I mean, he's a guy that's been in the state now for four years. He talks about how it's just a little bit different level uh, at Simmons Bank Arena with the fan excitement. There have been close games, exciting games the two years he's coached. We know his second season because of COVID issues that there wasn't a game in, in Central Arkansas, an abbreviated schedule, non-conference schedule. So, uh, you know, this will be the third time. He's 1-1. One one. He's 82-29 and 29 in Arkansas, but 1-1 one one in Central Arkansas. Uh, come, for, come from behind, went over Valparaiso uh, in year one, and then last season, of course, they lost to Hofstra, which gave them back-to-back losses after that 22-point debacle in Tulsa against Oklahoma. But you talked about the kids on the team that are from Arkansas. Arkansas has got a lot of in-state guys. You went through some of the names. You know they're excited. Their families, more of their family will be able to be here. Uh, it's an easier drive because of where Little Rock's located when you consider where, where some of these players are from. And of course, Nick Smith Jr. and, and Debo Davis being from Jacksonville, it's just, you know, that's a 10-minute drive from where they, from their hometown. So, you know, this is big for many reasons. And I think, again, Arkansas ranked 10th. They're going to be feeling a lot better about their where they are at nine and one this time than they were at nine and one last year at this time. Bradley's a very good team, by the way. Another one of these defensive teams that hold its opponents in the fifties, high fifties in scoring. And we saw what Arkansas was able to do against Oklahoma, eighty-eight points in that ten-point win. We'll see if Ar- if Bradley's able to give Arkansas more trouble tomorrow. It's a deep team. It's a veteran team. We've seen a lot of these mid-majors that have veteran lineups, and Arkansas has been able to solve them. Uh, you know, really, even if Arkansas struggles in the first half, which has kind of been a theme, close games by halftime, and then Arkansas finds ways to run away. But I do expect Arkansas will get to 10-1. and one. We'll see. I and mean, that's why they play the games. It, it's never easy to win here. I think going back to Nolan Richardson when they built this facility back when it was all Tel Arena, I think since then, 
you know, those four Arkansas coaches before, and including Musman, I think the combined record is 12 and 10 playing here. What is it about Simmons Arena then? I, I mean, it's not Barton Coliseum. <laughs> That's my no, joke. It's Arkansas not. It's not really a lot nicer. Rick knows yeah. that. Yeah, a lot nicer than Barton Coliseum, but Arkansas is a lot better. They're a lot better at Barton. It, it, and the Pine Bluff Convention you, Center. Arkansas was tough yeah, there. When you look at when you look at when this facility was built, it coincides when Arkansas really started to fall off as a program. Um, and, and, you know, that's a fact. And so Arkansas's had some good seasons mixed in there. Uh, but this is not a true home game. They're not as used to playing. Like I said, in the past, they play multiple games in, in, in Little Rock. Now they, it's once a year. That may have something to do with it. Um, but you're right. It, it's been a struggle, and it's a beautiful facility. It's going to be packed. It's going to have great energy. It always does. Arkansas just needs to, uh, you know, wrap it up with a win, wrap, you know, put a bow on a win for, for the holiday. And then Arkansas's off, by the way, guys. They'll play again on Wednesday at home against UNC Asheville. And then they're off for a week until the, the SEC opener on the road against LSU. And then they're off for another week until they get back to Bud Walton Arena. Uh, I think it's Missouri that they'll, they'll open up. Yeah, I believe that's, that's right. right. Double-check that. That's right. Boy, if they're off for a full week, wouldn't it have been great to move the LSU game to the next night so it's not the same time? That it won't. It's going to start before the Liberty Bowl is over. That's too bad. Yeah, that, that's going to be tough for me because I'm my my eldest daughter who's come is flying in from Phoenix. We're going to the Liberty Bowl, and then I've got to cover the game from television, the basketball game. I have to do that somewhere in Memphis. <laughs> so that's going to be a fun day for me. It's going to be busy but fun. Yep. Now that is, uh, I guess that that I, I haven't looked at uh, past year schedules, but it's hard to fathom anymore that a team is taking off an entire week. That's just a, that. Especially after your conference opener, it's not it's not unusual at Christmas because you take off for Christmas, but a week after your conference opener to have a have that long that I think that is unusual. Yeah, it is. You know, because of the Big 12 SEC Challenge, you started seeing these games scheduled, these, these first league games scheduled in late December. I think Kentucky and Louisville are going to play a non-conference game, if I'm not mistaken, on Saturday, December 31st. That's mm-hmm. New Year's Eve. So that'll be right after those midweek games that open up league play. But that's the only game involving an SEC, I believe, on that Saturday, an SEC team. So. Any teams opening up on December 28th or that week, if it's, I don't know if they're all on that day or the days surrounding it, but anybody, any of the SEC teams opening up then will have, they'll also be waiting, except for Kentucky, until the following midweek. And maybe, just maybe, they knew that the semifinals for the college football playoff were on December 31st. And so nobody's playing that day in lieu of uh, <laughs> what's going on in football. I can't. It, that could be part of it. Now, obviously, you can't schedule around every bowl game when it comes to your regular season. That's why Arkansas's Liberty Bowl game is the same time as LSU. But you yeah. could look at that December 31st date and say, okay, college football semifinals, we're not playing conference games today. Yeah, that's probably what, that's probably part of that. I thought of that before as well, Rick. I wasn't sure, but I don't, I don't have anybody weighing in on that officially for yeah, me. But, I don't know. You know, because yeah. when I saw that, I'm like, man, Arkansas really – there are some gaps here. I mean, we, they, there was a week between games. They had finals this week, a week between OU and, and Bradley. Then you play again Wednesday back in Fayetteville, and then you wait a week. 
you open your SEC play on the road at LSU, then you wait another week. I mean, so there's a lot of, you know, there's only four games in about a stretch of four weeks in there. That's kind of like, you know, leading up to the season, you you get tired of beating up on each other. You know, you see each other in practice and you beat up, beat up, up, up upon each other and you're like, can we not play a game? I'm ready to play a game. I'm ready to play somebody else. All right, Kevin. Good stuff as usual. That's Kevin McPherson. Better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Coming up next, Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com. Being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service.